What's happening, everybody, and welcome to this, another edition of the Dale and Keith Show. I'm Derek Kernahan, and as always, I'm joined by my good friend, Keith Anderson. Keith, how you doing tonight, mate? You well? I'm alright, mate. How are you? Yeah, good, thanks. I'm good. I'm good. Um, been a bit of a troubled, troubled few weeks. No, no had this for a wee while, eh, mate? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's, uh, it's been more ups and downs uh, than we're used to over the last year, for sure. Yeah. Yeah, definitely, and that's something that we're going to we're going to discuss um, discuss tonight as well. But first of all, just before we start, that Keith, how nice is it actually being back at the football again? Ah, uh, it's been good, though. It's been it was far too long, man, since that Leverkusen game. It was uh, it was it was brilliant being back. Some people getting a bit emotional. Some people found it a bit weird. Uh, it was a whole a whole different bunch of things to different people, but just good and just in general being back in it and then having the you know, the, the game for the league and then Europe and just back in and swing it right away. Being awesome. Yeah, your first game was the same as mine. It was a Madrid game, is that right? <laughs> aye, aye, first aye. game back, Real Madrid. Game of my doing at Ibrooks. do you know what I mean? You're like, ah, oh, it doesn't get any better, does it? Aye, and then before it, we obviously met and had a, had a pint and stuff like that as well, which was, which was nice. But see, when you went out of the stadium, I mean, I did, I did. I don't know if it was because I had... I sang quite a few beers, but um, I did get a wee bit emotional being back in. I was like, wow, it's been a long, you know, what, 17 months since that game in March. And I guess also that Leverkusen game in March, there was so much uncertainty. You know, we didn't know what was going to, obviously we didn't know what was going to happen. Um, and it was, it was quite a, I, I, I was nervous, you know, being in the ground, you know, being, you know, uh, weird night, all these people, was, it was weird Aye. Um, as well. But I, how did you feel being back in after... After everything, did you get? Were you? Did you feel it like, oh yeah, I'm so happy to be back? Were you a bit emotional, or were you just like, I'm just buzzing to be back? Oh, I was just buzzing, man. I was just buzzing. I didn't. I didn't get emotional. And then inside five minutes, somebody beside us was like, oh fuck's sake, Tav. And then five minutes later, somebody <laughs> else went, oh come on, Rangers, that's more of a shite. And I was like, ah, no, I'm home. Definitely yeah, home now. Definitely Once you heard those two shouts, you're like, ah, right, that's it. I'm home. So I was buzzing. Um, when when Yama did score, some guy was like, "Oh come on, Rangers! Oh, I'm a shite." Oh, oh, hey, okay. How often does he watch Yama did? Um, so I know <laughs> it was good, man. It's good being home. It was. It was lovely to be back, and then obviously just being able to get back in and do things like we used to do. You know, go for a beer before the game. You know, just Aye. discussing it, and you know, just having generally a a good time going to the football again. Just even any sports. You know, I'm a I'm a rugby man as well, so I was able to get back to. Um, seeing them as well and stuff like that, which makes it it's just it's just nice to see the world sort of coming back to a bit of normality um, as well. But I let's talk about the season so far. Then we're going to we're going to have a look at pre-season, the league and cup games that we've played so far as well. Some of the signings, and then a wee bit of a look ahead as well to to what's um, to what's happening, particularly before the international break because we've got four massive games lined up. So. So let's go all the way back to pre-season then, which seems like a seems like seems like a lifetime ago, you know, on the high of everything. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, we played Tranmere, Fist, Partick Thistle, Arsenal, Brighton, and Real Madrid. That was the five games we had. Is that right? Aye, aye. Yeah. So um, I watched the I watched the, um, the Tranmere game, which was like, oh my god, this is this is bad. But you were taking that just as First game back, pinch of salts in there. Um, I bought the Thistle game from RTV, stupidly, um, <laughs> which was a, which was another one. And then um, 
the Arsenal game, obviously you've been a big gunner as well. That'd have been that'd be nice to see your two teams playing each other, mate. I know it was good time, and it was good to see Arteta afterwards. I don't, I, I had, I watched it on RTV, and Arteta joined him in the in the box and did a wee interview and all that kind of stuff. It was, it was really cool, man. I quite like that, and especially weird because like Arteta, he didn't, he, I don't, he quite got the concept, and he was farting about in the background, and they were trying to get rid of him, and he wouldn't go away and all that. He just wasn't quite sure what, what was happening. So, no, it was good. It was good to see Mikel Arteta back and and that sort of stuff. I think uh, for most of preseason. Uh, as you've kind of touched on, and we'll probably talk about the form a wee bit, but um, aye, that game was 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 good. And obviously, there's a wee bit of history between the clubs and all that in a good way, you know. So yeah, um, I know it was that was good. I liked that. Nice, good. And then we got um, Shane Duffy's testimonial on the Saturday, and then we did on the Sunday. What a weekend, eh? What a I weekend! Know, I know, and particularly as well, um, the weather was incredible that weekend as oh, well. Aye. Tremendous. Um, it was just, it was, it was, it was fantastic, and people were. Luckily enough to go to the two games. I couldn't go to the game on Saturday, but I, I got um, a ticket for both. I, I got both in the in the in the lottery or whatever. But no, nah, I, I didn't. I didn't make the Brighton game either. Uh, unfortunately, I couldn't. I couldn't do both. And obviously, Real Madrid was the one I was always going to pick. As much as I love Shane Duffy, obviously Real Madrid was just something special. Uh, it was. It was. But I. I didn't. I didn't get any tickets in the in the ballot. I got them when they. When they when they done the other bit, they send out more. You know, they they said they obviously they increased the attendance um, as well in it. So I got I got some I got the tickets in, and I couldn't go to the Brighton game, so I gave it to um, my uncle, my family friend who who took it, mm. and then um, I went to the Madrid game. Met you before it. My brother, we all had a we had a really good few pints. Um, as well, which was which was glorious and nice to be back in the pubs and hearing the tunes and. Everything that's that goes with it, it was it was it was magic. But yeah, in terms of the performance on the park, it's been it's it's, it's been fairly crap. To say. I think I don't think there's another way to, um, to describe it. You know, obviously the Madrid game was you know was a bit better. Um, you know, we played some good football in that game as well. Um, as well, obviously Madrid were without without quite a few of their first teamers, obviously because they were all still off in, after the Euros. But yeah, it was. It was an incredible possible it was incredible to see Real Madrid at Ibrooks, you know. Um that's something that I've always wanted. Um, in the Champions League, you know, we had Barcelona a few times and stuff like that. You know, we had Juventus back in the nineties and things like that when mm. Del Piero destroyed us. But um, I've always wanted to see Real Madrid, you know, sort of playing at Ibrooks and, you know, lucky enough we done it even though it was a friendly, but it was still a good performance um, from from the from the jails that day. Um as well, which put us into Put us into pre. Put us into the start of the season. Um, what did you think of the the pre season? Aye, uh, pre season for. I, I mean, let's be honest. It, it was pretty dire um, yeah. at the start. So the first three games we we, we weren't good at all. Um, Brighton we were decent, but didn't didn't get the win. You know, not quite clinical in the final third. And then I it all came together at the Real Madrid game. Obviously, like you said, Real Madrid were missing quite the bigger players. Um, it was their first game of pre-season, it was our last, so you know, like you say, we, we don't read into the result and think we're better than Real Madrid, but I do have a photo of the scoreboard on Ibrooks that says Rangers 2, Real Madrid 1 at full time, so you know, that's that's hard to refute. Yep. I think pre-season, apart from that weekend, we were good against Brighton, we were better against Real Madrid, um, so I, I thought, okay, we're looking shit. And then that weekend happened. You thought, all right, okay, maybe we've we've, we've clicked now. We've got it going again. We're back to 
you know, kind of picking up where we left off last season. Maybe, maybe it's uh, maybe we found our form because I was getting a wee bit. I wasn't worried because pre-season's pre-season, but you know, it, it, there was a bit of we do need to start fast here. We've got important European games early, so as much as I don't care about the results in pre-season, and if we'd went out and lost the first three games but played amazing, I wouldn't have cared. To be yeah. honest, I genuinely wouldn't have cared because the results don't don't interest me. Um, but you do need to get fitness, tactics, and a bit of form and a bit of momentum. That's what pre-season's about, and we just we didn't well. We'll come on to how we look. I'm not con- I'm not convinced about the fitness, um, and certainly form and momentum. I think we we, we left that in in uh, in Ibrox last year when we beat Aberdeen by the looks yeah, of things. It looks like it doesn't it. Mm. Um, when you look at obviously the Aberdeen game as well, we played fantastic that day, and then you the next game back, you're like, oh my god, we're going to be off Tranmere. Um, so I didn't. It, it wasn't it wasn't good. I agree with hundred percent everything you said there about the the way that they played. You know, it's just. Just not being good enough. There isn't a, doesn't seem to be an intensity there, which we'll sort of come on to as well, mm. um, as well. So let's let's then we've done. Obviously, we've talked about this. Let's go into the first game of the season against against Livingston at home, which was nice to have maybe back at Ibrooks and things like that as well. And you see that they're coming out as um, coming out as champions. Obviously, we haven't had a a flag day yet, um, mm-hmm. yeah, which is which is still waiting to happen. Um, but yeah, it was nice to be back in, and then it was a fairly after that first goal, fairly routine. I uh, I think obviously, like you said, it was good to be back for a league game. Um, still no, still no in, in normal seat because it was all you know aye, still a bit funky. Um, I I I had a I had a better seat probably, but anyway. <laughs> um, so I so it was good to be back. I think that. We started well and, and scored early, and you thought, okay, this is looking good. And then I felt when when Hadji went off injured inside like fifteen or whatever it was, like we just, it, I, I don't know, it, it felt like we went into second gear. And Livy just kind of, you know, oh that's it, we're, we're, we've conceded. We're probably, you know, they kind of, it's almost like they were like, we'll take one now sort of thing. And um, they didn't do too much. We were in second gear. The intensity dropped. It, it didn't. I, I didn't feel we were particularly good on the day. I thought we were kind of second, second gear probably. I was going to say third, but that's a bit generous. And then we get two late goals, um, you know, when Libby are tired and we just, it's, it's a bit inconsequential. So I think 3-0 probably, um, you know, was a, was a bit a bit over the top, if I'm honest. Um, and I think it, it maybe, you know, it could have gave people some some false hope and made us think, ah, okay, after we are did with it, Pretty standard, pretty clinical. Just done a done a solid job, beating a decent, hard to beat team three 0 You know it looks good. So we, we didn't play amazing, so you know you only you couldn't after the game you wouldn't have taken it away for the players or anything. But looking back now, you wouldn't have looked at it and said, "Oh, we were sparkling either." Do you know what yeah. I mean? So felt like one of them. A good opening day, nice, easy, happy days. You would have taken it all, all day the way that it panned out. I think, but. Looking back, it, it, you know, you're kind of twenty twenty now and thinking, well, okay, maybe, maybe there were some signs that things weren't great. And I thought on the day, I don't know if I, I don't know if it was you, but I said somebody after the game, I felt like Connor Goldson had a couple of wee wobbles. Yeah. Um, and he got away with them on the day because somebody covered or Livy lacked quality or whatever. But there was a few wee moments you're like, oh, yeah, hold on here, that was a wee wobble, that was a wee wobble. Um, and I think we'll, we'll come on to what happens next with that. Yeah. It seems to be, you know, when you're talking about Connor Goldson, let's let's, let's have a quick chat about him before we go anywhere else. Um, mm-hmm. we, we, obviously, there's up and down with him now because of his contract situation. We don't know what's happening there. 
with him if he's if he's been offered a new deal, if he's going to sign it um, as well. But it has it seems like it has affected him, you know, playing like that as well. And it also seems like there's a bit of it seems like he's, I think when I look at it that Gerrard's rotating a wee bit too much for the centre half at the moment obviously Golson's in there but every game it's either Balogun or Hollander he's not had a steady or partner. Jack Simpson he's not a steady partner sorry or Simpson he's not a steady partner Aye. this year yet yep, yep. Um, as well obviously due to Hollander uh, coming back from the Euros um, and Balogun coming in and stuff and then Balogun had a few He's a, he's a few bad games, particularly the, the Malmo game. I think he played. He was. I think he was great. suspended for the first one as well, wasn't he? Which yeah. probably made it a bit. You know, like you say, it, there's been Hollander back late, Balogun suspended. You know, cup game he throws in Jack Simpson, and uh, there's been a few a few different bits, and we'll probably touch on that that rotation mm-hmm. thing as we go. But I, uh, yeah, you're so right. He hasn't. I, I, Golton hasn't really. Same as the whole team, he hasn't really started well so far. But just on the contract point, I, I I want to pick up on that because, I mean, I, I don't know. I I, I kind of, you know how I work um, as in my, my profession. Yeah. My contract's up in two months, right? And I'll, at best, I'll get like a six-month renewal or something like that. I, I don't stop working. I don't, you know, like you can't. I don't, I don't buy this. Oh, he's got another year or two or whatever it's left. So he stops playing, like, that doesn't fly for me. Do you know what I mean? Like it's irrelevant. He's got a contract. Um, he's on thirty grand a week or whatever. Why? Why would you get distracted? What does it matter? Let your agent deal with it. Deal with it. You know, like it should not take any focus off. I don't buy that. You know, players can't perform because their contract's coming up and they're unsure what they're going to do. You're a man. You're an adult. Grow up. Yeah. Do do your job. I, I don't. I don't have any sympathy for that argument whatsoever. No, no, dear dad. But it seems like it's a. It's a good excuse for footballers that they oh, have I, that. I, agree, it? I, I mean, it's happened, it's happened countless times. Look at all over the world. Look at Harry Kane. Mm. They're now spitting his dummy because of the city thing as well. Aye. You know, it seems to be, you know, regardless of that, you know, it's happened everywhere in world football, hasn't it? But Aye. I think they can use that as an excuse. But I agree with you 100%. They should, you know, you're paid to do a job. You're very well paid to do that job. Exactly, aye. And, no. and I should say, I mean, none of this, it's not like Connor Goldson's come out and said, like, I'm, I'm distracted because of my contract. So it's not pop at Connor Goldson at all. Um, but if that is what's causing him to have a wee drop in form this year, then that's unacceptable. You know, that, yeah. that's what I'm saying is that anybody making that argument, as far as I'm concerned, it doesn't fly. And if any player makes that argument, it definitely doesn't fly. Because like you say, well paid, just do your job. And, yeah. you know, you're going to be paid tomorrow. So what are you worried about? Go on, mate. Exactly. 100% agree with you. Um, with that as well, so so let's go into the other games as well. This is the the bad side, it now. <laughs> the, the, the wheels come off quickly. Yes, yes. Um, starting off with um, Malmo um, away from home, you know it was just these two Malmo games are probably the two what two of the weirdest games I think I've seen in terms of Rangers playing and just how for you know ten minutes. In each game, they have a total brain fart, and they end up, you know, getting punished and rightly so because it's, you know, it's a, it's the Champions League. You're in a, you're in a, you're in a harder competition. You know, there's more prestige at the end of it as well. But um, that game, you know, like I say, I thought Rangers were okay in the first half, not great by any stretch of the imagination. And then they have this brain fart. You can see two goals, two very sloppy goals, as well, particularly. I think the second one where it goes through Goldson's legs and well, everything about it is just horrible. Um, 
and then you know, let's say we were lucky enough to still be in the tie with Stephen Davis scoring with the last kick of the ball, pretty much, um, to bring it to Ibrooks. Aye, the first leg, the first leg for me, we've seen we've seen a couple of performances like that in Europe on, under Gerard away. You know, it, it had that young boys feel to it, where yeah. there's a, a couple of quick calamities, or even Moscow, where you're like. Yeah, you know that that was just a mental night, and you're like, I, yeah. I don't understand how we lost that game of football. But you know, the, so there's been a few times where we've just had these mental, you know, like I think in Malmo it was like a minute. Literally, we, they score, we take centre, you know, and then it's some dodgy board on the, their left hand side or right, and Tav and Goldson are just you're like, what what just happened again? I, I, again, it was one of those. So we've seen it a few times away, and I, it's a, it's a bit inexplicable, but we seem to have it. But I've never seen it at Ibrooks, so before, obviously we'll come on to the second leg. But um, aye, the first ha- the first game, I don't know. I, I'm, I'm not, we won the good by any stretch, but you know, I, you can make a case to say we didn't deserve to lose the game either because they they didn't really do much apart from that crazy minute, really. Yeah. What did you make of the the team that he played that night as well? Because he had obviously we're going to talk about some of the players that were signed. He had Ed Lundstrom in for the start, and so far, with the exception of the game on. Um, Friday night, obviously he scored the goal stuff. But Lundstrom hasn't impressed me at all since he's came in. Obviously, it's going to take him time to. What was? I think it's easier if, if you're a British based player, you should be able to come in and maybe be maybe expect him to be a bit quicker, you know, settling in and stuff like that. But obviously, he's got to get used to it, and he's been up here for a few weeks now. But I haven't really been impressed with him so far, to be honest with you. What about, what about you? Um, I, I mean, I, I'd be lying to to, to say. I, to say that I was the same as you I thought against Madrid he looked good mm-hmm. uh, I thought when he came on against Livy for like the last half hour again he looked good running you know for, for midfield looked powerful probably they were getting tired in there and, and, and that sort of stuff um, so I actually thought he was looking like he might be alright I just like you say I think it's maybe a, there's, there's two things maybe it was a bit early for a start at that level you know he's not quite up to speed bear in mind he hardly played any football last season for Sheffield United and part of that was uh, injury, I think part of it was <laughs> back to the aforementioned contract dramas and, and being a bean ob, uh, if I'm being honest. But um, <laughs> so I think you know that there's that to take into account. It's got to take him a bit of team to get up to speed. He's probably come up with a wee bit of the Joey Bartons as well. Like, I'll come up here and boss it and it'll be easy. And then his first start is away in Europe and it's like, well, hold on a minute, this is a bit different, you know. And yeah. um, so I think you need to give the guy time and it'll probably take time. Um, will come on to his performance at uh, you know maybe Dundee United, but it'll come on. It'll take him time to get to get used to the style of football up here. Uh, uh, so I don't want to judge the guy fully, um, but I know it, it, it didn't. It didn't have a good a good night, and he needs to work on tracking runners. I think is is kind of a theme from what we've seen over a few games with him. So um, definitely didn't cover himself in glory. Um, but to back back to your, your kind of question, I guess the the team that night. I think the biggest thing for me, and, and I said um, as soon as as soon as the team happened, it was like too many changes, seven changes. That's unacceptable at this stage of the season. You've got to get, you know, get players playing together, build some momentum, build some cohesion. Like why why would they go seven changes and then changes again and change? That's a theme you mentioned earlier with Goldson having multiple yeah. partners. Well, apply that to the whole pitch. Like he's, it's pretty much been, you know, a high number of changes between every game. And that's nonsense, especially like, I mean, you go away for home in Europe and you're starting with Cedric Hitton up front. Then he got on the park against Livy at all, not even a half hour, not even nothing. Do you know what I mean? Then he got on. His last, I think the last time he was on the pitch was, you know, 10 minutes against Real Madrid. Okay, he scored the winner, but, you know, he wasn't on for very long. 
and then you're starting away in Europe. Like, I don't think that's fair on the kid. No, no, I agree with you. 100% agree with you. I think there's been far too many changes in the team um, so far so early in the season as well, which isn't good because you want, like you said, you want your team to be, you know, we, 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 didn't, we made a few changes last year, but you can pretty much guess the nucleus of that team from last season. You know, when you're looking at it, you know, you had your goalie, you don't, don't, the, only, the only one at your back line is maybe if it was going to be Hollander or Balogun, but then Hollander, he's, he's the better one, so you would have expected him to play. Uh, midfield free because Jack was injured, it was always Kamara, Rebo and Davis. We are still potentially coming in as well, and you could pick the front the front line as well. We can, we either had you coming in or something like that, and then Morelos up front, so we knew uh, our Front yeah, three was Ruth, yeah, the strong Ruth. the strong front three was Kent the left, Ruth in the right, Alfie through the middle. That yeah. was your first choice. And you knew that, right? Like you say, Ruth was suspended at Bihaji or Ruth was injured or whatever. But it was always Kent Morelos and, and a another. It might be a rebo, it might be Arfield, it could be anybody. There was but like you say, there was one or two positions that you were like, mm, it'll be one of these three guys. Yeah. And again, you still you still knew who it was between. Whereas so far this season, you, you know, if you think you can predict it, you're you know, if you're not, because it's yep. just everybody's chopping and changing, pretty much. Exactly, exactly. And so, we, we get rid of that nightmare, and then we have another nightmare um, at the weekend to the <sighs> United um, as well. I was lucky enough that I didn't see this game. I was at my friend's wedding, um, and then we were watching bits of it on our, on our phones. And then when I seen they scored, I turned it off, because I was like, this is just going to be a game where we're not going to do anything with it. So, I haven't seen a lot of the game, so I'll let you sort of go for the RT4 if that's alright <laughs> uh, well the first game. and foremost I just want to state Chris I think I might have said it on this podcast before but just to be clear for the avoidance of doubt I absolutely hate Dundee United yes I think we all do aye like it's, it it might be it might especially when we're playing them it's my least favourite club in the world like I I, just, I really really have no time for Dundee United so for me it was a particularly sore one absolutely losing to them at any, any time is just it's just not for me man it's not for me at all um, so I painful, and I think it was just again it was it was the worst parts of of uh, of Malmo. You know, like we were pretty inept going forward, pretty hopeless. Um, no tracking runners, and they get a goal. And uh, again, it will love me to see it, but they played a good game, and it, it, it was a good finish. But it was a soft, soft goal for your point of view to lose. Um, so there's that. You know, a wee bit of luck, but you make your own luck. I'm, I'm no, I'm no. I'm not big on bemoaning luck. Um, I don't think that's that's a, I don't think that's a strategy. So I think um, I real so one man real so one. We were just we go where we deserve, but you know that's the that's the sorest part. I think. Yeah. Um, and even when it got to the end, and you you know we're doing the kind of similar to what, what Malmo and and the, and the Ibrox game, which we'll come on to. Um, we're doing the you know throwing everything at it. Never really troubled our goalie. No. And and that's you know by throwing everything at it, what we mean is. We, uh, you know, play safe balls in the midfield sideways to, to Tavern, Bonner or whatever and we're just expecting them to whip balls in as soon as they get them for all different angles and, you know, the balls in are just being, you know, three big centre-halves or whatever and they're just like, OK, thank you, bang, he done it halfway line, do that on eight, fine. Not, not, not a worry, not a curdy, do you know what I mean? So you're like, oh, it's just a... Lack of courage and um, lack of trying anything, just key to them and, and let Tavern Bonner whip in aimless balls, pretty much mostly. And to be fair, they're going near post, they're going back post. They're trying to, try to hit different crosses, but it's just, it's just no, you know, they've got a back 10 and they're happy about it. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Sort of thing. You're like, well, what are we doing? 
that just stinks of Rangers see a sign of desperation when we go to that tactic as Aye. well. When we go to let's whip the balls in, which isn't how we play football. No. <laughs> it's not how Rangers play football. You know, we, we, we build up, we take our time with it. You know, lots of intricate passes and stuff like that. When we start launching the balls in, we've lost the game as Aye. well. And it also doesn't help with the, when, when you do that as well, like, I'm, I'm going to skip ahead a wee bit, but the Malmo That's game, it. when we done that, we had um, Sakala and Morelos up front. I need disrespect to the two guys, but they're smaller guys. If you're going to, if you're going to start launching balls into the middle like that, you need to bring on a big guy like a, like a, and I don't like that. Obviously, he's, he's a big guy, but he's not the best for the heat. But you, know, you know, you need if, if you're going to do that, you need somebody like a Mark Haley. And Aye. there, you know, he, 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 he have it, and unfortunately, Mark's been retired for a number of years now, so we can't call on him. Um, no. But. Um, well, when we did it, Dundee United, you put on Jermaine Defoe and started doing it. Do you know what I mean? You're aye. like, what are you doing, man? So, to, to your point, I and I think if if you're if you're in the opposition, if you're a centre-half, if you're Charlie Mulgrew, God forbid, right, um, <laughs> at, at the heart of the Dundee United defence, you've studied Rangers, you know what's you know what's happening, and you see Rangers doing that, what do you do? You find that, you get your second win, you find your extra 10%, because you're like, oh, they're 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 out of ideas. We've we've got them. They're beat. All we need to do is yep. see this out, boys. Hey, boys, they're beat. They're done. This is it. Do you know what I mean? Opposition know that. They're, maybe Malmo don't, right? Because they they don't watch us all the time. But any time any club in Scotland sees us starting to do that, they're going to find an extra ten percent, and they're they're not going to fold. They're not going to concede now because they know we're beat. Yep. Yep. It just thinks of absolute desperation. Um, to that as well. So again, not a great start, and it seems like this. I think this might be. No, we'll do the Melbourne game first, then we want, I want to talk about something. Um, but we mentioned we mentioned Lundstrom there, and let's talk about the other signing that we're seeing as well in Fashion Sakala. Aye, um, aye. As well. Obviously, we mentioned, you know, Lundstrom, we weren't that impressed with him. What's your impression so far of uh, uh, Sakala? Pro- probably similar. Um, he looked good against Real Madrid. Mm-hmm. I thought he looked, looked good. Um, he didn't really do anything against Livy. He looked like he, he didn't recognise what the hell this was understandably you know it was like his first week I think still um, ju- just joined Rangers and he's in you know first well in, in Scottish football and I think he was just like what the fuck is this um, so take a bit of time and get get going um, I, 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 too early to judge I think he's definitely got some some great attributes like he's fast and he's so enthusiastic and all that right he's just he's a lovable guy and I think he's got you know he'll get the bug and, and the fans have taken to him so so that's good, but I think we need to be we need to be patient, and it, it takes time. Um, I I just hope he can get a. I think it's important for any Rangers striker to get an early goal, and I know he scored against Real Madrid, but it doesn't really count in friendlies. So you just hope he gets a, gets a goal sooner rather than later, and then that takes the pressure off. Um, yeah. But too early to judge. But he's a likable guy, yeah, and I think he, is, he yeah. I think he'll go into do well. I, I think he he has the attributes that he could. What about you? I'm I'm the same. I think I think he will come good. I think he's. I think he's very raw. That's mm-hmm. how I, that's how I would describe him. I've noticed some things like, particularly in the Malmo game at home, where we were, you know, we're, we're throwing these balls in and he's and he's jumping, but he's jumping like five ten seconds before everybody else, and the defenders are just eating up those balls and just heading them away. Um, and it was even sometimes because he's jumped so early, they've had a chance to to let it come down and then kick it away rather than heading it away. So. Aye. It just, it's just your, your, 
your Donald Duck isn't it with it. Aye. Uh, it was like Kelsey when the... we first got him, he was Rosette and Monty, so yeah, he was. hopefully we'll mould him into, into a, a, a more refined striker. But I, th- I think there's definitely a player in there though, you know, obviously Aye, he scored all the goals in Belgium last year, there is a player there. Mm-hmm. Um, however, I don't think he's going to be like an instant success. I think he might maybe take his a year or two to sort of you know, he get he get the best out of him and obviously once he's learning off this coaching staff, this coaching team which have proved that they can, you know, develop a player and mature them and make them better. I think once you do that with Sakala, he'll be I think he'll be a very good signing for Rangers as well. I um, agree, he's not a roof, he's not gonna hit the ground running, he's not yeah. that level. But he could he could get to that level. Like you say, it's just gonna take him a it's just gonna take him a while. But yeah. Hopefully, hopefully, you know, like you say, keep him, improve him, working with Defoe and Alfie and all that, get to learn the Scottish game, working with the great coaching staff and, and all that. I'm sure, I'm sure he'll, he'll go on to be, be useful. Yeah, yeah, I agree He'll probably still get well. 10 goals this season as well, do you know what I mean? Let's not write, you know, the guys, yeah. I'm, I'm sure he'll score this season, um, but it's just, we'll get the best out of him. I, I, I agree with you, a couple of years yeah. down the line. Yeah, yeah. Um, and then let's go on to the Malmo home game then. No, do we need to? So let's let's go before it. So we met up before it. Place was buzzing. Whole full house back at Ibrox for the first time. You know the place was rocking. It was. It was so nice to be back and see the see all the all the fans here. A few a few guys were had a wee bit too much to drink, but they were enjoying themselves. You know it was good. It was good to see that back there. Um, and then you know we started. That thirty minutes of intensity that we gave, and then we got the early goal. We had this is, this is us, and then the red card. You know, just before half time, we were sitting in a great place at half time, and then all of a sudden, the start of the second half, the shit hits the fans. Aye, uh, well, I think that it's important to say, like you say, the first half hour, but in the run up to half time, like see if you watch the first half hour, thirty five minutes, see the boy that gets sent off. He he couldn't pass water. He was yeah. like he was just panicking, right? He got the ball. And it was a hot toy. He was getting rid of it. Watching for ten minutes before he gets sent off. He's dictating everything. He's bossing everything. They they were on, they were the better side the last ten yeah, minutes of the first half, right? So people go oh, the first half we were amazing. We won it, right? First That's half we were first thirty minutes we were yeah. First half we were it was us, and we should have been maybe two or three up. We probably could have you know we know that we had any clear cut chances, but there's maybe one or two bits we like oh, a wee bit of better quality there, a wee bit better in the last ball. We were a better team for sure. They were they were just panicking, getting the ball away from midfield and the defence were just humping it. We were winning lots of throw-ins and just getting the ball back and keeping the pressure. Great. But then they did grow into it and then the boy gets sent off and I was like, oh, thank God, because he, he was hurting his man. He was starting to really dictate. So that, that worked out well. I thought it was a bit harsh, if I'm honest, as well. Yeah. But, you know, like take it, definitely. You go in and you think, that was just before half-time and you think, right, okay, now then we're in a strong position because... All right, they were starting to grow into the game, but they're just down to ten men and, and let, lost one of their better players on the day anyway, um, or on that ten minutes when they were on top. Um, so you're like, right, like you say, going well. All we need to do is go out and win the second half. We won the first half, but against ten men, go out and win the second half, and we're through. Make sure you don't lose it, and we're at least going to extra time where you think the extra man pays even more, right? Because you they'll get tired now because they're you know the longer it goes, the better it suits us. All these things are going through your head. You think just don't lose and. We're probably through. We're, we're in a really good position, and I think the second half is. 
the, the second half was inexplicable, and from a general team in Europe, you would have to say it was an anomaly. Hopefully, um, it is going to be the outlier. We've not seen anything quite like that bad, I don't think, in, in Europe. Certainly not Ibrox by by a long shot. Um, never mind anywhere. I don't think. Yeah. I don't. Aye. My concern about it was it was so weak, and it was also like deja vu of the the first game. You know, lack of concentration conceding two goals again particularly the second one the throw in you know I think it was one of your pals Stephen said to his you know he, he put, took a screenshot of it and you being a football coach and stuff that said if that was your under you know your under 10s or under 11s you'd be going nuts the amount of space that the boy got on the ball you know for a throw in it's, it was crazy um, and again, it was just a shape it was just that we were all bundled up and you know there's, there's four on two in the corner and you're leaving one on one on the edge of the six yard box with a guy that had already scored and was causing his problems. And let's be honest, that number nine boy, he's a good player. I'd sign yeah. him in a heartbeat. Do you know what yeah, I mean? Like, good. It's just, aye, you're right. It, it was uh, really, really poor defending. Yeah, totally unacceptable to do that and to go out like that as well. And then again, you know, we went back to the sheer desperation tactics of floating these balls in. And there were so many players that were... <laughs> Pretty much the worst game I think in a Rangers jersey for a long time, like Borna. Um, I, 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 I don't mean to pick him out, but he was. Oh, I. He was. He was terrible. <laughs> he wasn't great at all. Um, I thought it was uh, probably Balligan's worst game um, in a Rangers jersey as well. It was just. Oh, it was. It was. It was awful. And just this, when you think. Sorry, mate. I just going to say the second half. Do you know what it felt like? Do you know what it took me back to? Took me back to the old firm game where it was two each and, and they got a man sent half under Brendan Rogers. Yeah, and, the Rogers game, yeah. And and Murray. And when they went down to ten men and, and made the sub, we just looked like okay, all the pressure's on us and we've no idea what to do now. Like how yeah. how do we we've been underdogs. Now we're favourites to, to go in and win the game. And we panicked. That's what that's exactly what it felt like. It felt like they had ten they had eleven men, we had ten and we were the team that was just scared and didn't have a clue what to do or how to, how to, how to see it out. Yeah, yeah, it was really important because Gerard's interview in the, in the, in the away leg said we need the fans to turn up for us. Um, the fans did turn up for them, but the, the, the fans did turn up and we played a part. It was the team that let us down on the park at the end of the day. You know, I know, I know that, you know, they must have been like when they heard that song, when they heard all the songs and how happy and buzzing everyone was to be back in the stadium they must have been like what the fuck is this but aye. Um, aye they let us down big time but that was um, it and I think with the early goal and, and the fans being raucous that was why they were kind of cacking themselves for the first yeah. half hour I think they were like what the fuck but we let them go into the game and then when they went down to the 10 men it, it was it was the reversal see the the, the goal at the end of the first leg and, and everybody was talking about oh, their, their body language they all just sat down like they'd been put out mm-hmm. because of the late goal See, see when they when they went down to ten men and came out for the second half, it was the opposite. It was your body language. It was all cagey and negative, and and they basically were like, all right, this is here for the taking guys. And aye, aye. Even when they scored the first goal, that was it. Our team chucked it. There was only one team going to go and win the game for them. I felt like not not that they chucked it and stopped trying, but they just looked like you know they looked like okay, it's done. They were, they're not going through here. There was no belief. The crowd kept going to be like to your point, like credit. Even at 2-1, the crowd were like, come on, there was nobody oh, for fuck's sake. Do you know what I mean? There was everybody who was yeah. like, come on, Rangers, let's go. We can we can still do this. Everybody was positive. 
all right, in the last 10 minutes, it was maybe no so positive, but it was still positive at 2 1. So the, I, the, the fans did their bit for sure. I definitely think the fans done their bit. And it seemed like that, that night, there was just a number of catastrophes. There was a catastrophe on the park, and then there was, there was, there was ones off the park as well with a ticketing situation. Aye, um, aye. As well, which is just no nice to hear. The big guy sits beside us, um, turned up with his daughter at 70 minutes. Oof. I was like, well, you know, you're like, where have you been? He's like, I've been fucking outside, went in that ticket office because a number of tickets didn't work. So he, he paid for money for him and his daughter to go and see their first game back in a full house at Ibrox and they get the last 20 minutes of their game um, because their smart card didn't work. Now, that's unacceptable. I mean, I know we've been away for a time and they're trying to upgrade systems and stuff like that, but there needs to be better testing done if they're going to, if they're going to upgrade systems. They've had a year or so to do this testing. <laughs> you know, we've not been in the ground for this amount of time. It's just that, it's just, it's just a palaver. And then there was, I think there was estimated something like, you know, there was a couple of thousand people who didn't get into the stadium, you know, until, you know, a good bit before after the game started as well. And that's just, that's just not on. Um, as well, and then also the, the the press release that Rangers done after it, I thought was disgusting. Basically blaming the fans, saying that some people were trying to get in with different tickets, or you know people trying to get in who didn't pay for it and stuff like that. And an era like this, with the amount of number of people out there, they needed to hold their hands up and say it's our mistake. We're really sorry. We're going to fix it. You know, I don't think anybody's looking for anything in particular. You know, maybe the guys who were outside deserve their money back, and I think they do definitely. But um, just to be treated like that is so shoddy. It's it's just unreal. Aye, no, definitely, man. I think um, I, I was in. A, I don't know if you remember the game, but um, when we played, it was after we. I think I so we got to the the UEFA Cup final, and then the next year we were playing Kaunas. Um, aye, aye, and and I was at the home leg. There was something similar, and I, I missed the first. I literally I was standing in a queue for the ticket office and missed the first half of the game. Then we went out. What I couldn't tell you the score that night because I can't remember. I just know we went out over the, mm-hmm. the over the tie. But what I do remember was standing outside for half an hour raging. Right, that that lived with me more than the the trauma of the game did. Yeah. So like for for all those people that didn't get in and were like you say, especially taking your your daughter like that that's hor- first European game probably right, and then the lassies missed it or whatever. That's horrible. So um, no man, that, that's that's inexcusable. It's it's not nice. Been there before and. Like I say, remember it as a very, very uh, unhappy experience, and then, like you say, it kind of d- imply or whatever, and or blame the fans. It's all the nonsense because we know people um, that smart card, same as you and I, just rocked up and it didn't work. There was no, oh, I passed my card to you and you sneak it. You try to sneak it back to me, and I try to reuse it. You know, nobody was up to that crap. No. Um, maybe there was some people with with Q codes that that had a wee try and it didn't work. But do you think they people went to the ticket office and complained? They people were rumbled and just went up the road. Do you know yes. what I mean? Like, so no, that, that's all the crap. That doesn't fly for me. I'm, I'm with you, mate. I think that's, uh, I think that's bang it order. It's unacceptable. And for everything the fans have done to back the club um, over the past couple of years, especially last year, and all these people that have got their smart cards probably had those smart cards sitting in their drawer last year, paid five hundred quid to keep them active when they were never getting in the stadium. And exactly. that's your, that's your thanks when it's their fault. Yeah, they, they they blame you for trying to sneak in. Uh, no, I mean I don't think so. I think that's out of order. Yeah, yeah, hundred percent. It's just, it's just not right. It's just not no. right. So that just ended the gate. That just ended it on a, on a bad note altogether. You know, we get beat, and then you see all these guys outside, 
you know, no getting in and stuff like that as well. It just wasn't on. Double raging? Yeah, exactly. And then right. obviously they had a good chance to make an amends fairly quickly with the Dunfermline game, which which they did. You know, they played well. Obviously, no disrespect to Dunfermline, but it is against a lesser opposition. Um, and they played some good football. It was nice to be back at Ibrox enough. You know, Friday night with the sun splitting the sky again and, and watching the game as well. So, I guess in that way, we're sort of at a, a critical moment, um, I guess, and already for Rangers as well, because we've not started well. We've won, we've won one game in the league. We can beat in the Dundee United game. We're at the Champions League. We're back in the Europa again where we're playing on Thursday night. And we're also into the next stage of the, you know, the, the Cup as well. So, but I think the thing that's got in the Rangers is just the performances haven't been, you know, up to the standards that we expect of them, um, more than anything as well. And it's just, I mean, I'm, I'm not, I'm, I'm slightly worried about the next four games because it is already, you know, make or break, you know, sort of thing. Is it make or break, Keith? Would you say, um, you know, towards obviously we've got the Celtic game in the middle of this, but you know. Is it make or break, would you say? Um, well, if we let, put a Europe, then there's the money well, situation is going to... Well, well, let's start for the, the back, right? Um, I'll start for the end. So the last game in, in the four is, is the old firm game. Losing old firm game at Ibrox, never acceptable. Yeah. Right, so that, that there we go. So that right away, that's unacceptable. Um, forget Europe for a second. Losing to Ross County after already losing to Dundee United. Um that's not acceptable. We kind of go and lose two league games in a row and then after Celtic losing to Hearts on the opening day, um, you could go into playing them at Ibrox three points behind after three games. That's yeah. unacceptable. Like There's no way you turn that around and you win, win your first one, they lose it and you end up three points behind them after three games. You'd be like, what? How did that happen? So that's not acceptable. Um, and then I gone out of Europe well, no, at Europe, we'd still be in that, the new one. But what'd you get for winning that? A tenner? So, you know what I mean? A cut of ginger bottles, it must be, considering <laughs> the difference in the Europa League to the Champions League. This one must be, God, you'd be just as well winning the Scottish Cup, I think, financially. Yeah. So, it's it's not something that, that's going to excite us. Now, if you're in it, <laughs> you, you better believe you're in it to win it. But that's still, let's be honest, it's still not going to, going to, going to uh, you know, butter the old parsnips. So, no. we absolutely need to make the Europa League groups and get, get some money in. Um, and we can maybe touch on maybe not the new, but we can touch on the implications of missing it in the Champions League. But I think I so it pretty much is it's a must-win tie and it's two must-win league games already. We've painted ourselves into a corner. If Dundee United, you wouldn't be saying Ross County was a must-win. Every league game's a must-win, obviously. But you know it's not quite the same. But it, it carries it's extra pressure. And there's extra weight in that game because of the, the the bad Dundee United result and the fact that it was it was sandwiched between. Two horrible Malmo performances and result. Well, certainly two bad results and yeah. and a horrific performance in that second half and the last one. So you've got to say, it pretty much is aye. It's, it's must win. And the thing is about this team, we know jack shit about this team apart from they won the league. So mm-hmm. there's a lot of pressure because we're expected to go out and comfortably go through over the late over the over the course of the tie. We're in terrible form really. Um, yeah. So you don't know what you're going to happen. And I know you touched on Dunfermline, but you know I think. Got to give Graham Dorans a lot of credit. I think it was his best performance for Rangers. Do you know what I mean? You know, <laughs> a couple of assists on the on the day. So um, you're not going to get that every game. So I think you know it's it's only done filming. And we spoke about this before. We were at the 
Rangers sixth and Fermi nil under Pedro, and you know we looked amazing. Yeah. Uh, big Bruno Alves with a peach a free kick. I think Candia scored a good free kick, and you know we thought, oh, this is this is Barcelona here. Yeah, uh, you know, and we know how that ended. So with all due respect, we can't take too much from it. Um, yeah. Better performance, yes. Um, you know, but some good goals, great. But you know, there's there's much stiffer tests ahead, and we need to find that form at a higher level very very quickly. Yeah, Would you think must wins pretty much, or yeah. do you agree, or am I being harsh? Yeah. No, no, no. I think they are because obviously, you know, if if you look at our our nearest rivals are obviously Celtic and stuff like that, but but they're on, you know, they think they're world beaters again because they've beat a few teams. You know, you know, um, they've got this. You know, they, they, they think they're back in ten in a row back home pretty much when you. When aye, ten in a row this year because they beat the, the great and powerful Dundee. Aye, so so you know, but they're on. You know they're they're slowly but surely building up confidence, and obviously mm. the media portraying them as you know being superstars, and obviously portraying us, which is something I want, that we want to talk about as well. But after this, um, the media portraying us as you know, they're desperate for us to you know for everything to happen and the wheels to fall off at Rangers. But um, yeah, I, I agree. It's definitely. I think it's a must win. Um, I think all the games are a must win game. Starting starting at Ross County, get a good performance there. Go on from there and you know come back you know strong and show us to show everybody that you know this Rangers team you know we know a one hit wonder or whatever you know but you know I think we need to come back definitely come back strong over the next few games as a must win. Aye, and and that's that's it, right? It's it's and maybe <clears throat> I'm, I I don't know me and you right? we're we're no we're no in in the training centre, we're no in the dressing room, I don't like that, but <clears throat> the players need to come out and show that last season wasn't the outlier, do you know what I mean, that it is a team of winners, because let's be honest, this team that we're seeing so far this season, and it's very, very early days, we need to caveat that, to say, look, it's still early in the season, from a league perspective, alright, okay, we went undefeated last season, if we go through this season and the only league game we lose is being to Dundee United, you know, fine, we'll win the league and everybody will be happy. So, we're not saying the league's over, none of that stuff. But the early signs look like the team that shot the bed the two previous seasons. Yeah. That, that's that's the form that we're seeing. We're seeing that team come out, not have the most amount of confidence. When things go slightly awry, they just do that side-to-side pass in the midfield and hopeless pause for the fullbacks. That's exactly what was happening before. So, so that's where as fans, there's there's still a bit of scar tissue, not too deep. Fifty-five gave us a bit of a plaster, but you know you don't you don't erase ten years worth, especially you know all the false dawns and all that stuff. You don't you don't just get rid of that with one title. The team need to go and do it again, um, for sure to really really cement their legacy. They will always have the fifty-five. I think we spoke about this before we even kicked a ball. Rangers, you know, you can't. Do you think when the nine in a row team didn't win the ten, everybody was like, ah, well, guys, thanks for the nine. Everybody right. was like raging. Do you know what I mean? Okay, ten years later, you look back and you go, that was a team of legends. But it doesn't buy you jack shit, right? You know, the next week, it doesn't. Yeah. It, it doesn't take any pressure off. Now, when they retire, they'll be welcome in any pub, and everybody will, you know, oh, amazing. But if you go, if you don't go and win in, in Thursday you're still going to be buying for their blood. Do you know what I mean? So they, they need to get that in their heads and they need to find it soon because it's not looking like the team of last season and they need to grit and prove that they're, they're not a bad team overnight and it wasn't a flash in the pan, as as you say, you know, it's, it's a big deal, man. Yeah, yeah, it definitely is. So it's a definite must, must win. And let's say one of the things that we wanted to talk about as well was, you know, the way that the, 
the media have been portraying Rangers over the last few weeks as well and how they've been, you know, lapping up everything to do with, to do with Celtic and, you know, they're just desperate for for anything to happen to, to Rangers. Um, one particular journalist for the BBC was, you know, when they, when they seen that Rangers were getting and then Davis's goal, it was like somebody, somebody came in and pissed in his Christmas dinner when Rangers scored that goal, you know, because he was so delighted that seen as getting beat. So there is a lot of hatred towards Rangers from the media as well. That's the only thing I can describe it as because that's what it is. Aye, I, I must admit, I, I love it. I think that's I think that's brilliant, and like you say, I mean, it's all of a sudden the belly dolls are back in action, you know, and the, you know the, the big Ange is the new Pep, and uh, that that Japanese boy is going to go for five hundred million or whatever, right? That, that's so uh, that's the that's the juxtaposition you've got, you know, you've got Rangers who you know we need to geek at each away because we can't afford these wages anymore, and and it's a disaster and it's a catastrophe and fuck knows what, right? For the media, for Rangers, that's it. You know the whole club's a sham. Uh, Ross Wilson's a diddy, and Gerard's looking to leave, and that, that that you know they're salivating at that. And also they've got you know Celtic have, have beaten a couple of pub teams in a row, so all of a sudden you know they're phenomenal and all that, and they've avenged their defeat to the mighty Hearts and whatever. It's amazing. It sets it up perfectly. We just need to go and show up and show that we're still the best team in Scotland. And guess what? It'll be the exact same thing as last year. They'll all be greeting again and it'll all be meltdowns and, and it'll be amazing for us. I think it's amazing. Like, genuinely, see, see if, if I was at Rangers, this should set us up. If you've got anything about you, you should just be like, result, gone then. It, it's good. It, even though we're champions, it sets up a freebie for the siege mentality. Everybody hates us. Just go there and beat them and then watch them all greet. Amazing. What could, it couldn't be better. It couldn't be more set up for us already after this amount of time. It's set up perfectly. We just need to show up and go and do our thing on the park. Let the football do the talking and watch it all burn and greet and, and laugh like we did last year. Yeah. We've got a, we've got we've got the same again. We've got another fifty five. We just need to go up and show up in the park and show them that we're no crap and it'll be fine. It'll it'll write itself, man. It'll be glorious again. Uh, honestly, I love it. A few interesting things that you mentioned there was obviously when, when you look at the player side of things, like you said that they you know we, we were going to we were going to free Catties because he's not getting any future with us. And then Rangers came out saying that's what a shite. And then there was one today in one of the one of the newspapers saying that um Haji was going to Gavatasaray. No word of it at all. Um anywhere else other than there are these guys. So they'll just try to make up stories to unsettle the players, the fans. Well obviously I don't think any of the any of the players, I don't think it's these days that the players still sit and read newspapers or anything like when you get to training in the morning. But um, you know, you, you they might see it on social media more than anything. But well, it's just totally unsettling. Um, and like you say, it's a siege mentality against us. And it's a, the famous song, "No One Likes Us, We Don't Care." You well, know, that's it. That's it. I'm up Aye. for that. You know, no. I've lived with that all my life. T- totally, mate. Totally, and it's got worse, right? We 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 know that in 2012, people's true colours came out and the, the hatred all came out. And last year, when we were were doing well. Give some people their, their, their due. No, mostly, but some people were like, look, Rangers are a better team and some of the press did. You know me, mate, I, I've, I've disliked the press for years and, and I've absolutely no time for any of them, so I don't, I don't really care what they write. But some of them were, were all right last year and gave us some credit where credit was due and that's the minimum any human being should do, in my opinion, so they don't get don't get any credit for that, um, for giving us the credit we deserve. But some of them were, were you know, probably through gritty teeth did it. But they've just been waiting uh, and and ready to go again. But 
the, the thing for me is, like you say, it's just trying to sow discontent. And I'm pretty sure Gerard and the players pay it hardly any mind. But the fact that Katic put on, you know, that he put up his Instagram post saying, you know, like basically yeah, refuting that he's leaving shows that they are aware of it though. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. It, it does It does make its way through. Probably social media. I don't imagine he's sitting there reading the record or any of that shit. But it's getting through in some guys. So we do need to be a wee bit careful. But I think for me, it's uh, it, it should mostly be treated as a, as a as a good thing and be like, okay, cool. Feel, feel for the fire, man. Feel for the fire. Yeah, definitely. Definitely. But I, like you said, the hatred has... And obviously, everything that happened before, but since you came back into the league and started doing well, it's intensified again. Oh, you know, aye, you know, you're spot on. Aye, Could aye. you imagine if it was if it was Rangers fans attacking the players last season with, with Sharks? You know, <laughs> it'd have been everywhere. It'd have been absolutely everywhere. Funny story, um, right? Funny story, just on that, that exact point. I was, um, it was it last weekend? Aye, last weekend when, when we lost to Dundee United, it was, mm-hmm. aye, so not the weekend, the other weekend before. I, I was, um, I was uh, with one of my mates on that Saturday. Um, he's a big Celtic man, right? And we were talking about who they were playing the next day. And I said, oh, that's right. And you're at Sharkhead tomorrow. He's like, what'd you call it? I said, Sharkhead. He said, why'd you call it that? And that's exactly your point. He didn't know. He never heard it. Genuinely didn't know. So if that had been the other way about It'd have been everywhere. Of course, yeah. everybody would know. I said, do you not remember the guy at Parkhead when you were all protesting and threw the shark? He's like, no, what are you talking about? Ah, just can't believe that. But yeah. I do believe it because, like you say, it was it was it was nothing. It was it was nothing. Whereas, you know, obviously, um, all your stuff is is overly negative and overly dramatised and blown out the water. So, nah, man, I think like you say, success is the best way to um, is the best way to repay it into and. As soon as we won the league last year, oh, I are sitting waiting, man. It's got worse. It will definitely get worse as, as the, the the more successful we get. Yeah, definitely it will. It definitely will. But I will get. Let's say we'll get a few big a few big games coming up over the next few weeks. We're going to spend at home, Europe, and then Celtic. So just that... just before we end, in the interest of time, what's your predictions? Would you would you think about Europe in particular? Jink will go through. Do you know anything about this team? Or just confident we'll go through? My dad asked me if I knew about these teams and I said I don't have a clue about them. Um, don't have a clue about the team they're playing as no. well. But I think in terms of how we've done in Europe, obviously, except for the last the last two games, you know, we're, when you look at it, we're obviously we're favourites and stuff like that. But I think obviously what we've had in Europe and the experience we've got, it should, it should put us in good stead. And I think, I think they'll all go through. Um, I'd like us to win comfortably. Obviously, if you could have a crystal ball there, win comfortably on a... Win comfortably um, on Thursday night, so when it comes to the next game, we can maybe rest a few boys going over there because it is a bit of a distance in preparation for the Celtic game um, as well. But I guess that's another thing. Do you want to keep them going in the mental? I feel like we just mentioned earlier on that we've chopped change too much. Has always been a bit hypocritical by saying that, you know. So it's 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 it's, it's but I think I would <laughs> yeah, like to see. Us, obviously, I want to see. Us, I want to see us win all the four games. Dominate the team, and I also want them to put, put the 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 old forum game at Ibrox. I want them to put put them back in their back in their hole, um, as well, which would be which would be lovely. Um, what about you? What are you thinking? I uh, no, I think I think we'll go through. I think I think we'll go through over the two legs. Like you, I, I, whether you <laughs> you chop and change, that's an interesting point. I didn't think about, but I like like to just kill it in the second in the first game. And even if we do travel, then you're travelling, and it's 
you know, it's a it's a training exercise. It's no it's no high intensity. Um, you don't want extra time and all that crap. Do you know what I mean? Let's just kill it in the first leg for sure. Um, and then I I want a we we spoke before the last old firm game and said like actually actually really matters. Although it was a bit of a dead rubber, it, you know, we wanted to just make sure that we we put them in their place. And and that's exactly where we're back to. We want to put them yeah. back in their box and and it, let everybody know we are still the the number one team in Scotland. Um, last year wasn't a fluke, and it's our title, and we intend to defend it. And if you want to get it, well, we welcome a chase. Come and try and get it, Arthur's. Yeah, definitely. I think that's a good place. I think that's a really good place to end it by saying we welcome the chase, mate. <laughs> definitely. Let's go for that. <laughs> Let's go for it. Aye. So let's see. We'll be back in a few weeks, guys, to discuss all this. And we're also going to we're also looking at potentially doing another podcast as well, looking at more like the, the infrastructure of the of the club as well, you know, about the ticketing um and everything that's involved in my jails and you know, things like that as well. So we're maybe going to look to discuss that as well. Um, but we'll be back. We'll be back fairly we'll be back really soon again for another podcast to discuss all things Rangers. But until then, Keith, thanks very much, mate. Cheers, mate. Good as always. Take yeah. care. Always a pleasure, and we'll be back soon. Cheers, mate. Cheers, mate.